Well, good evening, ladies. Y'all look beautiful tonight. And uh, go ahead and be seated, but I'm going to stand just for a moment. I just want to pray a quick prayer over all of us tonight. You know, this is the most joyous time of the year, the Christmas season, when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it is also for most every woman I know and every girl, it's also the busiest. And so I just want to pray a quick prayer over all of us this evening as we begin. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every woman, every girl. Bless each one here tonight and everyone watching. Lord God, bless us with the encouragement of your word, but also a refreshing of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the refreshing that comes supernaturally. And we thank you for giving us not just the uh, love in our hearts to celebrate the Christmas season properly with our families and our loved ones, but also to celebrate you in our hearts every day of our lives with the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And we give you the praise for it. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you this evening. And we've got a great word. I know it's a great word because it's the word of God. So let's kind of get comfortable in your chairs. And if you've got a Bible, we're going to actually begin in the Old Testament with a verse from the book of Daniel. And you know, Daniel tells about the end times. And in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3, he writes, Those who are wise, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. How many of you would say with me, I want to be that wise woman? We want to be wise, and we want to live like wise women in these days ahead. And so Daniel tells us that those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And tonight we're talking about shine like stars. You know, the Bible tells us as his children, we're to shine like stars in heaven. And you know, the stars that God talks about as shining like are very different than the world's concept of stars. And so that's what we're going to look at this evening. You know, these are the days that we are to live wisely in. The Bible tells us to be women who live our lives in righteousness and to lead others to righteousness as well, to live right. And if we're to live right, then we'll live to shine now. We'll live to shine like the stars in heaven now, but also then in eternity. So our text, Jessica, is Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. So what's our first point this evening? Our first point is a question, what is your attitude? And I'll start with Philippians 2, 1 through 11. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish, selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So our first point is, what is your attitude? And we are to be like-minded with the love of Christ, uh, one in spirit and purpose, like it says in verse 2, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. And when a group is like-minded, their goals can be achieved. You know, uh, we've all had group projects where they're not like-minded, and that's yes. no fun. So <laughs> as a group of women, a body of women, you know, we should be like-minded. And instead of bickering, because we've seen that in churches and denominations even, mm -hmm. when they're not like-minded, right. it's just fighting. Right, and then also think about it, you know, our first point really is a question we ask ourselves. What is my attitude? And sometimes I have to ask myself, Sue, what is your attitude here? Because all of us, whether it's from being overworked and tired, or whether it's from feeling pressed upon, or too many demands, or whatever, sometimes our attitude isn't very like-minded. And that's so important um, in everything we do, whether we're doing it as a, as a married, uh, as a wife, or as a mother, or as a student, or as a, as a co-worker, that we be like-minded to achieve the same goals. And sometimes in marriage, it's uh, a little bit of a challenge for us because as women, because maybe we feel like, hey, everything I do uh, regarding the home and marriage and family is for you, my husband, or, and or you, my children. And so I, sometimes we look for some reciprocity. But I've learned this, that if I'll look to the Lord as my source, then I'm never disappointed. But, uh, but to be like-minded, that, that is really key to achieve anything in life. Yes, yes. And then it continues, we are not to be motivated by selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's verse 3. So I think that describes the world, you know, which is, that's not how Christians should be described as arrogant or selfish. So, but we do have goals, but that doesn't mean we need to be selfish or arrogant. But I think humility is an important quality that's missing today. And um, recently, so um, one of my daughters playing basketball had a game that I think it, I would call it um, makes you humble. <laughs> they, they lost by a lot. And, but I told her, I said, you know, I was so proud that your team finished with the right attitude, that you didn't give up, you were still running, still trying to do plays and score. And I was like, you know, that's what matters is you finished, you know, and we're, we're having a bad attitude about it because we've played teams before where, you know, fouls just start happening more. They get lazy or they just get angry, but they, they had the right attitude the whole time. Well, and that's so important, whether it's a team, as in team sports, but again, you're, you're a team in your home, 
I mean, if, if you're single and you live at home by yourself, then you're really blessed because your other team member is the Lord. And, uh, you know, but, but again, then, you know, you're on his team and, you know, to, to not be motivated by selfish ambition or vain conceit, but to, but to look to the Lord as our, as our teammate, as our coworker, as, and, and so, you know, it's, it's something we have to understand that, that this humility or this humbling ourselves before the Lord actually is a lifting up of ourselves. Because when I'm willing to humble myself to be the Lord's helpmate or, and, or to be my husband's helpmate or to help my children uh, with things that maybe, you know, if you're a mom and you have children in the home, really it doesn't matter what age they are, if they're, if they're toddlers or babies or if they're teens or 20-somethings, you know, uh, they need your help sometimes and uh, a lot. And sometimes we, we kind of, you know, can say, well, you know, you know how to do that yourself. You should do that yourself. And that's so true. And you teach and train them to do that. But then, let's face it, all of us sometimes are going to need some help. And uh, recently, uh, you know, with first with my mother-in-law, now with my mother, you know, uh, who's approaching uh, 91, now she needs more help, and it's, it's a very hard transition for her. And for me to um, not to, to have been there and to kind of help my sister help her make this transition to assisted living and needing more help, I had to learn to sometimes bite my tongue and, and, and humble myself to be, to be kind and gentle. And, you know, and not just, well, mother, this is the way it is, and you just need to get with it here. This, this, is, the new, this is the new lifestyle, this is the new program, and you just need to look, look to the Lord and enjoy it. Please enjoy it. You know, uh, no more complaining, please. You know, I, I, ha I have uh, learned that sometimes I just need to humble myself. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves, even dealing with little children, to put ourselves in their shoes. And what, what is it like to be like two and a half feet tall and try and keep up with all these big people who are always saying, hurry, 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 hurry. We have to get out the door and, and you know, I think sometimes it would help us. Yes. Yeah, to see it from someone else's point of view, yes. you know, it changes your perspectives. Exactly. So, and you can help uh, better, so. Exactly. And then uh, verse 5, I like how, I always like the blunt verses. That's just, mm -hmm. tell me how it is. Your attitudes should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Well, wow. there you go. Yes. <laughs> so, um so, but I like that because it's not how we feel or how the world tells us we should feel or, you know, just, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. You know, it's just, that's what your attitude should be, that of Christ Jesus. Right. And um, our and, attitudes, oh, sorry. And to look to the interests of others. Yes. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, even though maybe we're the one, you're, you're the boss or you're the employer or you're the spouse or you're the mom, or, you know, you're the student in charge of this group project that you're, you're the one trying to get things done and motivate everybody to, you know, get with it or be on your team, that we need to sometimes remind ourselves that it's, it's not just what I'm trying to accomplish here, 
but somehow in the midst of this, I need to make sure that those that I'm working with or helping or loving or you know mothering, uh, that I'm, they know that I'm looking to their interests as well. Yes, I've had to have that multiple times. I'm like, can I just finish cleaning the kitchen? I'm like, like, you just want to like, finish one thing before you're interrupted I'm again. I'm like, I've cleaned life, it two times already today. Let me finish it. But Real you know. life does, it doesn't always happen like that. Well, no, it'll always need to be clean. So yes. whatever, you know, that can wait. But yes. I, I have to keep telling myself that even, you know, with having a 12-year-old, I still have to remind myself that all those chores will still be there. Yes. And I need to, if they need something, help them. Yes, for those of us who grew up uh, in the 60s and saw all those wonderful uh, family shows like Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best and My Three Sons and, you know, Mom has the beautiful dress and heels on and she's serving exactly dinner and everything, you know, and the fine china <laughs> and everybody's perfect and, and, you know, it was idyllic, but it's not like real daily life. Real, and so we have to remind ourselves that sometimes just doing everything we do in the love of God and having his attitude of uh, being a help is, is, is wonderful. And, and sometimes I think we're, we're just really hard on ourselves. Yes. Always, you know, trying to finish what we're supposed to finish by yes. a certain time. And I think we put that pressure on ourselves as moms women being super mom or super woman and yeah. getting it all in and making all the memories, even if the memories are like, oh my goodness, look at this messy kitchen we just made. <laughs> Did we accomplish anything but a mess? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I think like our kids, they feel that tension, that stress, mm -hmm. you know, and it trickles down to them. Yes. So sometimes, you know, just practicing our own non-complaining or patience and then they, they look, that's, what, that's when they learn from us. You know, I heard Riley parrot something to Emma the other day. And I was like, I say that a lot, don't I? But yeah. now she's repeating it to her sister. And I think I need to practice more patience instead of when I'm in a hurry, I'm forcing them to be in a hurry. So Riley lost her patience with her sister. And I think, you know, sometimes you we... tell us what she said? No. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's where you clearly see you and you think, I'm in a hurry too often. Mm -hmm. And so I need to be careful of not always rushing right. to the next thing. Right. And then it matters my attitude when I do it. Not I have to do this, this, and this, but I get to, you know. Yes. And it's an honor and a privilege still to do those mom things. Right. Right. Excellent. Yep. Yes. That's what, yeah, the attitudes. Um, we talk about attitudes a lot in our house because we have ages 12, 10, 7, 5, and 2. So lots of attitudes, lots of chances yes. to have that conversation. Yes. But Because um, yes. it's not just the 12-year-old, it's the 5-year-old. So <laughs> Or the 2-year-old. They, they all take their turns. And then, yes. then, I, then I'm over there trying to be like, okay, Jessica, be quiet. Just don't say anything. So, <laughs> But, you know, um, our attitudes, you know, shape our world. And if... I'm the one with the stinking attitude, and I join the five-year-old pouting right. on the floor. Well, then nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing good happens. So uh, we have to be the wise woman uh, and choose to have the right attitude. So that's what, you know, back to Daniel 12, 3, those who are wise will mm -hmm. shine 
uh, like the brightness of the heavens. So we have to choose to be wise and not be foolish and throw the fit, even though we want to. Right. <laughs> and, you know, let's pause for another second because sometimes when you're juggling a lot, for those of you that are married and have a husband at home, remember that, you know, it's not his fault that maybe your day was stressful or you had to juggle a lot or nothing went as planned or nothing went well. And then, you know, because again, if our attitude is to be like Christ's attitude, then we have to remember that, you know, our husbands deserve our, our best attitude, not our worst. And that doesn't mean we, we don't tell them, you know, I had a rough day, but I'm sure glad you're home or I'm sure glad you're here. And, uh, you know, but to make, to make sure that, you know, uh, if we're married, that our husbands don't feel like second-class citizens in our homes. That's so important because one day our children will grow up and be gone. And even though they come home for birthdays and holidays and, and various special events, you and your husband will be there to look at each other. And, and trust me, you want to like each other at least somewhat, you know, when that day comes. And so to remind ourselves that our husbands really deserve our best attitude. And let me just say this, because if, if, if I, as a wife I'm not willing to give my husband my best attitude, some other woman will, whether it's for real or not. And so, you know, I know as women we hate that, and right now you're hating on me just because I said it, <laughs> but um, it, it's... It's the truth. It's reality. So we, we need to remember that our husbands, if we're married and have a husband at home, they deserve our best attitude. And I think going along with that is respect, that we don't treat them like another toddler. Right. Where we have to pick up after them, we have to remind them of things, where we also and admire that, and love them and show respect. And, and, you, and you communicate that, not just in your words, but then in your tone of voice. Yes. That was some premarital counseling I got from Pastor Sue. And it does pay off well to remember those things. Yes, do not talk to them like they are also one of the children. <laughs> it's, it's true. You're exactly right. Because when we get in a hurry or when we're stressed or uptight, mm -hmm. our tone changes and it's not appreciated. Right. Yes. So we ask ourselves again, Jessica, this what first is our point, attitude? what is my attitude? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. That's me. So um, point number two for tonight is to have the attitude of Christ. Philippians uh, chapter 2 and verse 12. Let's begin there. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. So I think what we need to focus on is verse 14. Do everything without complaining or arguing. You may look back at your day and think, I did not do everything today without complaining or arguing. Yes. Um, so sub point would be let God work in you to act according to his good purpose. Let's read our Bibles and pray every day. And also to focus on him at the beginning of our day is very important to set that tone for the day. 
to give ourselves that time when we wake up. Yeah, it's really key because how you start your day, it usually determines how you're going to finish it. And you carry that through the day. And even if it's just, you know, if, if unfortunately you have other people, I don't know, I didn't mean to say it that way. If unfortunately you have other people. <laughs> you you did. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm feeling that holiday cheer coming on. Uh, if you have other people in your home, you know, sometimes, you know, the, with the best intentions, you know, you want to start your day, you want that calm, you want to, you know, get your coffee or what, tea or whatever, you want to jump in the shower and be clean before you speak to anyone. Sometimes this just does not happen. Uh, this morning, you know, I, w I woke up, it's like five-something, and, you know, I hear my husband, and then I hear, I smell bacon. And I'm like, this, is this like a dream? Am I having a nightmare? And you know, and then so he, he's, he wakes up hungry way too early. He's making bacon and eggs. And then after a little while, uh, Riley comes out and she goes, I'm hungry, I smell it. And I, so I tell him, I said, if you're gonna cook this early, you need to cook for her too, because she's gonna smell it. She didn't smell it. I said, she did smell it. I said, I smelled it, so she smelled it. So, you know, uh, if we have other people around us, is, you know, we just have to remind ourselves that this attitude of Christ, to be joyful uh, in, in every circumstance, because there's always good in it if we'll look for it. That's right, that's a key point. There's good in it if we look for it. Yeah. Instead of looking at the mess or the dishes or being woken up too early yeah. all the time with little ones, it's just, you know, the good in it is that now there's bacon and there's plenty of bacon yeah. for everybody. There you go, there you go. <laughs> um, Jesus is not a Lego block, so we don't just add on to our lives however we want to. It's not just fire insurance where we call on him, Jesus, help me, I'm having a horrible day, right. or help me deal with this situation, that, you know, it's part of building up his word in our lives. And when we come to church and we plant his word in our hearts, that we have him there in every situation. It's not just a help me, help me right. type where we call on him only in those moments. Well, that's not a relationship. Right, that's not. Yeah. And that's not what he created us for. Or that's not the purpose that we live for our lives. Exactly, exactly. And to, to understand that, you know, if I'm, if I'm living according to his word, then he's a part of my daily life. And so I, I, I'm a partner with him. He's my partner. Uh, we're a team. Me and the Lord by, and his precious Holy Spirit who lives in our hearts. So uh, we, we go through the day together. That's so important because then uh, we'll be strengthened as we walk through whatever circumstances we're walking through each and every day. And, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's just in the simple things. When we're prayed up, the day goes much smoother. Yeah. Yeah. And the things that we're most worried about, um, I, I taught Emma that verse recently um, it, because we've had a lot of changes happening over the last few months, and I could tell it, there were a lot of things that were bothering her. And so, you know, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So we give that to God and we go to sleep, and we don't pick it back up again in the morning and worry, worry, worry all day and be concerned about those things. We give it to him, and then we're at peace that's part of our relationship with him. And so, you know, we, we, we have to teach our, our little ones and our families about that. But then also that they see us, we rise, we pray, 
we give it to God, and then, you know, it's, it's just amazing. The day goes much smoother, and our attitudes are much more cheerful. Yeah, I've found myself even, like, small stuff, like, if I have to make a phone call, which I don't really enjoy doing, like, all the appointments I have to do, I, I'll pray, like, thank you, Lord, for favor, for the right person to talk to, to make this easy, and that I'll get what I want quickly, or whatever it is. Like, even before phone calls now, I'll do that, because I'm like, Lord, I just need your favor, and wisdom and patience so that's what I've been missing I've, I've had no success with repeated phone calls oh, in the no, last I, pray. Week, so I need to pray before I make a I phone call I pray sometimes before I go in stores Lord thank you for the right person to oh, come well, along and help go. me I mean I'm like I'm ready I'm like how fast can I do this with the right person exactly so. exactly yeah be prayed up <laughs> in, in every with circumstance people, yeah. yeah that's important so yeah so Asking myself, you know, Sue, what is your attitude here? And then to say, you need to have the attitude of Christ and to approach life that way. And to have a blameless and pure attitude. We choose to be a blesser instead of a complainer. Yeah. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with being a peacemaker instead of arguing. Blessed are the peacemakers. So whether we're refereeing the little ones or choosing a moment, whether we address something with our spouse, blessed are the peacemakers. And we're the peacemakers in our home and in our marriage relationship. That's so important to, to see myself that, that, that it's valid. It's not that, you know, sometimes I think as women, we think, well, I'm, I'm going to hold my ground here because I'm the one always giving in. But see... You're right. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So being that, that peacemaker, and that doesn't mean giving in as much as I think it means, you know, being able to uh, do what's most important and to agree on what's most important. When my husband and I started our married life together, and then again when we uh, started full-time in the ministry together, we agreed that we would do everything that we do based on the Word of God. And if the Word of God told us something about something that we were doing that we shouldn't be doing, we'll, we'd stop it. And if the Word of God told us about something we should be doing, we would do it. And I think that has been one of the strongest uh, benchmarks of our marriage and of our ministry together is the fact that, you know, we're, we're going to do what the Word says. We're not going to just do what we want or what we think best. We're going to do what the Word says. And if the Word says something about it, that's what we're going to do. And it's not always easy because then I have to humble myself before the Lord and maybe sometimes give, uh, you know, my thinking or my desires or my wishes to him and, and, and do what his word says. Mm -hmm. the, the last point I have is live wisely. Ask yourself, is my life leading people to righteousness? Mm -hmm. And I think that's about not just what the words that are coming out of our mouth, but our actions. Are our actions living up to the relationship that we have with Christ? and what people see in our daily lives, because that's what's going to speak to others in our lives that aren't Christians, that are lost, or they're looking to us maybe if they have a problem or they need guidance, right. or, you know, it's always amazing when people, they, 
never want to have those conversations about Christ right. with you, but then when they hit a crisis in their lives, you're the first person they come to and they ask you, please pray for me. Mm -hmm. uh, we had friends come to us recently and ask for prayer, for healing for their daughter. Mm -hmm. And I know that they have a relationship with Christ, but I don't know how committed they are in their everyday lives. But I told Derek, I said, it's always interesting how people come to, you're the first people that, that you, you, they come to you because they know how you live your life. Right. And so I think we have to remember that is our actions speak louder than our words. And so people know that they can come to you and then that's an open door right. to teach about healing, to speak into their lives. Yes. And then, you know, that as they look to him, that then they're being led into their deeper relationship with Christ. What an op opportunity it is, too, to share testimonies of when the Lord's worked in our own lives or, or brought healing to, to us or to someone we know and um, to be that witness. You know, I, that's what this whole passage is dealing with in Philippians and then and Daniel is about shining like stars, to live wisely and to live righteously and to hold out the word of life. And so, yes, it's, it's just like a star's a bright light and your attention is drawn to it. You know, as we shine like the stars in heaven, even here on earth, because we're full of him and full of his presence and full of his word, then it will draw people to us who need to hear the gospel. And our, our everyday attitudes, I think, are so important that as we shine like stars in our own home, that we also remember our spouses yes. and that we treat them with love and adoration and give them that respect that they deserve. Because if we don't treat them that way, then how is that going to inspire them to treat us that way? Exactly. Yeah, that's so important. And to, to, live, to live wisely as we, you know, hold out the word of life, but you know, where we live and how we live where we live really is what matters. You know, if we live in our home and, as I said, if we are so blessed as to have other people living in our home <laughs> with us, uh, we, you know, that's where, that's where Christ needs to really be shining. I mean, if we, if we don't have Christ living in our homes with us, but we're, we're big, you know, spiritual people outside the home. Uh, that's not really living the life. That's not because where we live 24 seven, where we eat, where we sleep, you know, that's where we're really living for Christ or we're really not living for Christ. Yes, and you know, our, our kids grow up and they know that. Whether we yeah. have a surface relationship with Christ or whether we live it out every day. Yeah and that we take that Bible and that it's a part of who we are. So let's all ask ourselves the first question, the first point. What is my attitude? Let's say it, ladies. What is my attitude? Let's say it again. What is my attitude? And then our second point, I'm to have the attitude of Christ. Say, I'm to have the attitude of Christ. And then in conclusion, thirdly, we're to live without fault today and all our days. Now, this can seem like uh, a lot to ask of us as humans, but Philippians chapter 2 and the next several verses there that Christina has read, 15 
chapter 2, verses 15 through 18, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. So we're to live blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. And you know, the apostle wrote this so long ago, but this is just as true, if, if not so much more true today that we're to live blameless and pure as children of God without fault in this generation. And I don't think any of us would deny this is one crooked and depraved generation. And so, but we're to live blameless and pure, righteously, as we hold out the word of life. We're to shine like stars as we hold out the word of life, his stars. Stars for Jesus, not the stars that the world applauds. The stars of the world are, you know, it's, it's such a flip side to what the Bible is talking about, being a star for Jesus or a star in the Lord. We're to live wisely every day and to live leading many to righteousness. And so as we conclude, I want to read all of, it's not a very long chapter, I want to read all of Daniel chapter 12 because I think it really wraps this up because, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that whether you would say we're approaching the end times or we're living in the end times or the end times have, have begun, that uh, what Daniel has to say about the end times at the end of uh, Daniel in chapter 12 is very appropriate for us today. So Daniel chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, at that time Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. And that's one of the archangels of God. There will be a time of distress as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep and the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. And then our verse three there that we've been talking about this evening, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, how long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river lifted his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and I heard him swear by him who lives forever, saying, it will be for a time, times, and half a time. 
then the power of the holy people has been finally broken, and all these things will be completed. I heard, but I did not understand, so I asked my Lord, what will the outcome of all this be? He replied, go your way, Daniel, because the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked, and none of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. And, you know... I get such comfort from reading the Word of God, and I love how practical the Word of God says, because even Daniel's saying, Lord, I don't understand all this, you know, can you? And he says, Daniel, he says, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. And that's what's so wonderful about this relationship with Jesus Christ and living for the Lord and knowing that he lives in our hearts is that if we're, if we're living uh, according to his word as we know it, then, you know, we don't have to be concerned, you know, about what's happening or what we see happening or, you know, wars and rumors of wars or, or anything, any of the scary stuff out there in the world. We can just have such trust and such confidence in God and, and know that I'm just supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm going to rest and that at the end, I'll receive my inheritance. Mm -hmm. And that's so wonderful. And that's where that verse 3 of Daniel 12, just like our verse in Philippians chapter 2, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You know, we're to shine for Jesus. We're to be stars for him. And, you know, if you are a mom, you're a star for Jesus in your home with your children. If you're a wife, you're a star for Jesus in your home for your husband. If you're a teacher, you're a star for Jesus with your children that you're teaching. If you're a student, you're a star for Jesus with your friends and in the classroom and as a witness and a testimony to your teacher, to those professors. And, you know, people in their hearts, they desire to know the Lord. Because if someone doesn't know the Lord, there's an empty spot. And they're looking for something to fill it. And they're, they're trying this and they're trying that. And they're trying all kinds of things. But that spot never gets filled until they find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So as we live right and as we live righteously, we'll shine like the stars in heaven and we'll lead many to righteousness. Amen? Amen. And so as we wrap this up this evening, I want to give an opportunity. Perhaps you're here this evening and you've not uh, lived for the Lord or you've never given your heart, you've never committed your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if that's you here tonight, are you watching 
this evening, this, this message, and you want to do that, you want to pray that prayer, committing your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to do that right now. So let's all bow our heads, and we'll just take an opportunity to pray. So if there's anyone here in the service this evening, and you'd say, Pastor Sue, I'd like to commit or recommit my life to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, just raise your hand, and I'll see it, and I'll pray. And perhaps there's those watching by television. Let's just all pray for those that may need to and want to commit their lives or recommit their lives to the Lord tonight. Let's all pray together after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I give you my life. I commit to you that even though in times gone by, I've gone my own way and I've done my own thing. Today, right now, I turn from doing things my own way to doing things your way, and I give you my life. I thank you that your word says that when I confess my sins, that you forgive me of all my sins. I thank you that my sins are forgiven and I choose this day to live for you, to do what your word says, to be in your house, to hear your word preached, and to live according to it. And I thank you for it. I welcome you, Holy Spirit, to live in my heart all the days of my life. Thank you for being my teacher my counselor, my companion, my lover, and my best friend. And I thank you this day that I'm a child of God. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you if you prayed that prayer and you write to us. Uh, you'll find that information on the screen. Then we want to be a blessing to you. We'll send you uh, my husband's book, God's Very Own Child. We want to hear your testimony and your praise report. And we just bless you in Jesus' name as you live a righteous life in Jesus Christ and shine like the stars in heaven. Amen. Amen. Amen.